Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus. A salty, slightly cynical conversation about epilepsy, neurological disorders, and occasional random tangents. Together, we explore the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world and the mental and emotional fallout that comes from them. And if that sounds heavy, don't worry. We don't take ourselves too seriously. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B. Where'd Mitch go? Uh, I, I don't know. I just shot him the email. Fucking 40-minute time limit, man. That's like... Is there anywhere around that? Who thought... Who the hell thought that up? Wasn't a very good idea. Preventing people from going overboard? Zoom went went from nobody knew about it, except for a few web developers and shit back in, you know, 2010, 2012. But nowadays, everybody knows about it. So they're like, fuck the free plan. We'll cap you at 40 minutes, right? I'm going to send a text out to uh, Mitch and see if he can come on because we were fucking rolling. You yeah. guys are you got you don't even need hey. me, dude. Oh, shut the fuck! You up, guys dude. are kicking ass. No, you. <laughs> we need you, Stop Mitch, it. and you are both so charismatic and are playing off each other so well. It's Stop unbelievable. It, Stop it! Great. We you need you, Jacob. Don't. That's oh, bullshit. bullshit. I'm calling Bushkovich on this. <laughs> oh, shut up. See, That's I'm trying great. to I'm trying to be support. See, I'm trying to be supportive. A nice yeah, guy here. And supportive made, is put your two cents worth in. That's being supportive. And I'm made fun of by Mitch and Micah here. This is what I deal with. Oh, shut up, dude. Don't play the victim. <laughs> you're part of the, you're part of the cast and the creation right. crew. You don't. Yeah. So. You're stuck, Jacob. You're the third person of the three musketeers. It's all or none. All right. So, you know, look in the mirror and say, I, Jacob, feel very important to be number three in the three musketeers. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll get on. I'll get on that right away. Mitch, I'll get on that. Try to get on that mindset right away. Snell, snell, I'm, right away. I'm like the I'm like the third. I'm like having a third wheel on a bicycle. Oh, I mean, just kind of. Well, you know, you're holding yeah. up the bicycle, so that's an important part. There you go. See that? It's like tie, like the third wheel that's like tied in the back of my back of my car, back of my bicycle. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to mute my mic because we got the uh, air compressor charging back up. I forgot about Big Bertha. Big Bertha. Oh, the, yeah. <laughs> oh, I record. I record in a uh, space where, like, right behind this wall, I'm in an, in a converted barn stable. We enclosed it, turned it in, into a bunkhouse, and on the, right on the other side is where the wood shop is. There's this gigantic air compressor tank that has copper lines just flowing throughout the entire space. But if we don't turn it off, it like kicks on to repressurize the tank. It shakes the whole fucking building. So, I don't know if you guys heard that. Did you guys hear that? I heard it. Hear what? 
Mark Sergeant Schultz, I see nothing. I know nothing. You've been in war too. You've been in actual combat. So if your hearing is fucked, I totally respect that. What's that? Oh, from years (laughs) of combat. What? What? (laughs) Perfect. That was perfect. Too easy. Too easy. Too easy. That was fast. Was that a softball, guys? Did I toss a softball? That's how we roll. Perfect. That was perfect. Anyway, did you see the chat, the link I sent you in the other Zoom? Micah, you're on mute. Turn your mute off, Micah. I'm supposed to be the audio engineer. What the hell? (laughs) Did you see the link in the last Zoom? I did see the link, but I didn't chase it. Okay, so I'm going to paste it here again. So real quick, let me give you, you know, I hate asking for money. So I'm not asking for money. I'm asking for people to be a part of the mission. This Mm -hmm. is the mission. I would love to raise $500. That's not a lot of money. $500 gets me a year of teaching three courses a year. It gives me scholarships for people who can't afford the book. I don't get paid. The co-hosts don't get paid. Only fee that's associated is the book fee. Uh so that people can have the book while they're going through the course, as well as have the book after the course. That covers the Zoom license because obviously 40 minutes doesn't cut it. So there's a fee (laughs) for that. And then there's a fee for me to recertify every year. So none of that money comes to me. Mm -hmm. None of this money I get for teaching. The money stays in reboot and they distribute it as needed. So I don't know how you can share this link. I'll leave it to the professional Micah here to do that. Um, and, we, and, and, and the fundraising closes at the end of the month, at the 20th end of the month. Okay, end we of March. We don't do this all year long. We do it once a month. This is my first time doing it. And to get scholarship for me to teach was a long process, and I don't want to have to continue to, to go beg for a scholarship for myself to help other people. So I'm hoping people will step up to the plate. I don't mm-hmm. care if you give $5, $2, $1, as long as I can reach a $500 go. And I don't think that's a lot of money to impact people's lives that need it. And we do everything on Zoom because uh, finding locations and for people to show up, I want to be able to open it for anybody in the United States, no matter where they live, that they can get the help they need instead of happen to travel to another city or a state to get the help they need. Nice. Nice. I don't know. Can you somehow share the link in your podcast? Or I, you know what? Do? I would be happy, more than happy and grateful to share the link in the description of the podcast. We'll That's make fine. it happen. Okay. Reboot recovery, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. And, then, you know, just once a year, like I said, it ends on the 29th. Whatever people can do. I want you to be a part of this mission. I don't want you to think of giving money. I want you to think that you are standing next to me in a platoon, in a squad, in a company, whatever. 
and your brother next to you that's two people away from me needs help. This is how we help one another. You're, you're there financially, prayer-wise, all that wise that I can continue to do the mission that I gave myself, and that's to help as many people as I can get the help they need. That's all I want. I'm not asking for no more or no less. So I like thank that. You for that. But let's 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 be a part of the mission. Yeah. I I am the fallout, not a victim. I'm not a victim. That's right. But my circumstances were a fallout from the effects of Vietnam on its soldiers and how the treatment was set up for him and and how everything panned out for for those soldiers who came back and were disregarded, misunderstood, whatever you can, you can spin your own tail on that one. That that happened, that how people that came back from Vietnam were treated. It's just heartbreaking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just heartbreaking. Yeah. And people saying, did you not understand what these people did for you? So what they went through, you know, I don't agree with that war. I don't agree with that war. But most of the people on the ground didn't. The people on the ground served. Some of them didn't want to be there, but they did it because they were, you know, serving the country. And I don't think it was an, I don't think it was a necessary war. However, you don't have to honor the war to honor the warrior. Precisely. And this comes back up in the, the Iraq war. You don't have to, you don't have to honor war, but honor the warrior, at least honor the warrior. They say yeah. war is hell. So you're, then you're supporting the warriors that fought through hell. Let me, let me explain something to those people who never, never served and look down on the people that served. So here's a couple of things I want you people to think about. Some of you probably already know this, and some of you might not know this. But the bottom line is this. When you go in and you sign the papers, and then you raise your right hand and swear the oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States, and you do these, I swear to do this, I swear wherever my commander-in-chief sends me, I will go. It's not like you go into work and you work for a company. You didn't swear an oath. You, you signed some papers. Yes, I'm going to work for you. But let's say the next day you don't want to go into work because you're sick. You have that prerogative. When we get sent overseas... We don't have the luxury to say, oh, I don't want to go overseas. Can I stay here, please? I don't agree with my commander in chief, and I don't agree what we're doing to save oil, to save rubber trees so we can have tires for our cars. We don't get that effing luxury. We go. We don't have a choice. If we don't go, we get court marshals and sent to a military brig for not doing the oath that we were supposed to do. So you folks need to remember that, that we don't answer to ourselves. We answer to the commander in chief and the people that are in our chain of command. That's the first thing. The second thing is people don't realize why is the United States 
in Afghanistan? Why is the United States here? Why is the United States here? Why is the United States there? It's because it's not because we care for that country. We pay that country to have a base there to protect your freedom from thousands of miles away from terrorism and some other things that go on that troops have to be uh, lifted in, in, in certain parts of the, of the world within an instant. So again, us people who served in the military didn't say, oh, I can't wait till we go to war. I can't wait till we kill somebody. I can't wait. No, we don't want that, but we're prepared to do that, to fight for the freedom. So you can sit back and say, oh, I didn't like the war. Nobody likes war. Just remember the person who's a human being that sacrificed their family time to go somewhere and serve so you can have your family time 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And let's not forget the unsung heroes, which are the family who are left behind while their loved ones are overseas or in a war place, worried about their loved ones, where their loved ones are not seen, their children don't get to see their family. So remember the cost. People keep saying freedom is free. Freedom no, is isn't. far from free. Those red stripes on your flag that you may or may not like represents blood. Blood that was shed so this country can be as free as it can be. So hate the war. It's just like people say hate the, hate the sin, but not the sinner. So hate the war, but don't hate the military people that swear in and take an oath to protect this country. Hate the war, don't hate the warrior. Exactly. Most people, ignorant people, don't appreciate what you what heroes you guys are and what you've done for our country and that we can just walk down the street and be safe. Exactly. We're allowed to just walk down the street without people like you, heroes like you, Mitch. Who knows? We won't have what? If, who knows what percentage we wouldn't have what abilities and freedoms we have without you guys we wouldn't have them but people don't think of that this is freedom what we're doing right now exactly just what we're allowed to do right now so let me let me share this with some with you guys and the people that are listening one of the problems of the manhood is we put our den our identity in what we do for a living or what we do so I want you to picture this, and I don't want no, oh, boo-hoo, Mitch, just a story. Mitch had a bad childhood. Mitch decided to join the military. Mitch decided to do public service. Mitch has almost 40 years of public service. My gifting was public service. My ideology was how can I make a positive impact on somebody each day that I ran into them or how can I make a positive impact on my community? Yeah, that's right. Totally right. Now, amen. amen. What happens, and this is another thing that I've been thinking about, how to teach people who come out of the military, who did it as a career, and people who came out as a first responder. They don't teach you what you do with life now that you did your 30, 40 years. Your identity was linked to your job. So for almost 20 I years, this. I've suffered from 
identity problems because now I can't have an impact on people's lives. That's a lie from the devil, a lie from yourself, lie from whoever you want to use the lie from, it's a lie. Why? Because now, because of my seizures and my medical conditions, I couldn't have a positive impact. Bullcrap. We're on this show today to tell people I can have a positive impact and you guys can have a positive impact. And I'm not going back to the money thing, but whoever gives money is going to have a positive impact for me to continue to have an identity to help those who are lost and who are suffering in silence. That's another stigma we have to break. If we can't love ourselves, if we can't figure out who we are, if we can't be real, if we can't be transparent, then how the heck are we going to be able to help other people when in our own mind, we're so screwed up, I don't even know if I can love myself because of all this junk that's going around, either physical, mentally, spiritually, or all the above. That's what it's about. What he said, going through those workshops, good for him. Whatever works for you, find something that works for you. Stop sitting there and figuring out, I'm alone, because you're not alone. There's thousands and thousands of people going through the same stuff. We just have to be man enough to say, you know what, this sucks. Yes, my identity was tied up in here, but what can I do with my circumstances to make it better? Not sitting while, oh, pity me. I can't go to do this. You can't. Go ahead, Jacob. Say what's on your mind, brother. I totally agree, Mitch. You hit it nail right on the head with everything you said. Because feeling sorry for yourself does absolutely nothing. There's no point to it. None at all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't help you. And if we don't help our, if we, like you said, we have to help ourselves. We have to love ourselves. That's something a lot of people forget, unfortunately. It's like yeah. you're not, like you said, you're not the situation you find yourself in. That's where the challenge comes in. And this is where, this is where the breakthrough happens is when you realize it's like, I am not the things that happen to me. This is who I am. And when you bring your headspace into it and you get, and this is so fucking hard at first, but then it becomes so fucking easy. When you realize that it's like, okay, I'm going to frame my thought this way. Because what I think, I attract. If you're thinking negatively, you're going to get negative shit coming back. If you think positively, you're going to get positive shit coming back. And if you get specific about your positive thoughts, you might just get those. I'm still playing with it. this. I'm still working on it. But you know what? It it When I realized that and I actually wrote down and shared these are the biggest blocks from my life, from my early childhood, the shit that blocked me. And it was like, as soon as I shared that and got feedback, I was like, boom, there was this release. And then even more so, what totally pulled me out of this spiral of despair, without hesitation, I was like, this is what I want. I typed it out and I fucking hit enter without hesitation. First time in my life I've been able to do that. So it it 
it's so simple yet so difficult what you just said yes you had to write it down you had to put an action plan to say enough is enough i'm not going to be hijacked on crap that happened 20 years ago 30 years ago 40 years ago last year i'm going to be honest with you and i can't believe i'm going to do this yeah i try to commit suicide seven different times oh. seven different times because there was no hope i kept putting myself in the circumstance and i allowed the circumstance to control me instead of me controlling this the circumstance you're the master right. of your domain Yes. Not the government, not your mommy, not your daddy, not your nobody. You're the master of your domain. You will allow to what controls you and what not controls you. So exactly. I'm just putting that out there. Don't commit suicide. There's hope. Reach out if you feel that way. Hopefully you guys, none of you all who are listening are at that point. But if you are, go for help. And remember... Definitely. You control the circumstance. It might not look at it right now, but as you really do a self-inventory and you really want to change, you're going to change. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say it's all going to be fields of sunflowers and lilies because I'll be bullcrapping you. It's going to be difficult. But anything that's worthwhile is never going to be easy. Right, right. Exactly. One good trick to remember, you know, to start countering the self-defeating thoughts that come up I am not my thoughts. I am not my circumstances. I am the thinker of my thoughts, and I experience my circumstances, but I am not bound by them, right? That is not who I am. And all three of us are stuck with some fucking circumstance that kicked us in the fucking ass, whether it was from the get-go or later in life. It challenged us as to do we know who we are and where are we and where are we going do you guys agree with that yeah totally and notice the three of us are sitting here we're supporting each other talking about experience we have but looking to the future using the experience of the past to go forward like i heard once don't look to the past you're not going that way and we're here we're not looking feeling sorry for ourselves we're supporting each other looking for a positive future and what more could you ask for? Right, right. And everything we've done in the past didn't get us any further, right? Exactly. So why not go for broke? Take what we know, equip ourselves as best we can for the unexpected, and then have faith in ourselves that what we don't know will learn on the way. Exactly. Yeah. Like we said, it's been said, we learn from failures and mistakes, not from success. So mistakes we've made in the past, I guess we could look in the past and say, oh, dang it. I wish I would have done A, B, and C or whatever. Or we can look back and say, well, that's what happened. Well, now I know what to do if that happens again in the future. Right. Right. Mistakes equal learning. Yes. And success equals what would you say, like, like accomplishment from what you've learned from your failures, right? Exactly. Yeah. Learning from our experiences to have a better future. Mm -hmm. Negative experiences to have a positive future. Well, yeah, you got to keep the negative and the positive 
as far as learning experiences, it's just which one are you going to attach to? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Totally, I want to dude. Read you this this quote. There is no need to be perfect to inspire others. Let the people get inspired by how you deal with your imperfections. That's a good quote. Ooh. I love that. That's a great quote. That Who is said a- that, Mitch? I'm not sure. I ran into it one day, and I just thought, well, that's the truth. By doing that, you're being transparent, letting other people know that you're not perfect, and it's okay not to be perfect, but you're inspiring them to be okay to make mistakes. Because in the past, you said mistakes are not a good thing, but mistakes are a good thing because that's how you learn. Like right. you said earlier. Fuck yeah. I love this. So what do you guys going got going on next? Uh, Mitch and Jacob, we got the, the idea for game shows and skits and SNL type weekend update bullshit. Yeah. But in a neurologically funny way. Yeah. yeah. So that's a thought. Because we've got mountains of things that we could put in it. Just like everyone. I mean, how many people attend our meeting? I mean, Mitch, I mean, you're perfect for that. All the things that you've seen, all the things that you've done, and then dealing with the affliction that you suffer from now, we don't even, heck, we don't even need a couple people from the from the meetings and you, and that's all, that's it. There's so much. We've got so much. I know much we're pitching ammunition. you now, Mitch. <laughs> I'm with it. I'm with it. So okay. we, just a heads up, we only have like less than five minutes left. Five minutes. Oh, we do. Uh, but well, we can we can goddamn. brainstorm that another time. Oh hell yeah! So how do you Man. do this? When does this go? What do you have to do to get this going live? After oh, that? what we just recorded. Uh huh. I'm gonna close it out, and it uploads to the cloud, and and then I download it to my computer and then I go in and I edit the sound levels so that because we're all in different atmospheres and different mm-hmm. yeah on different mics and what have you and so it'll take me a few days will you send me the link when you're done oh fuck yeah oh hell I, yeah but um, this is good this is I think um been more therapeutic for me than this other meeting that I had to spend two hours with with a certain <laughs> people. But uh, you know, and and I think this is what's needed because in NES they said that most people who have non-epileptic seizures, ninety percent of them have PTSD. Mm-hmm. Wow. So we have to we have to figure that part out. And let people know that if that's the case, there's hope for you. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some of the early episodes with like tapping and, and other approaches. Totally. That's what we're about. That's what we're here for. And I I love that you're part of this. And yes. Yeah. I'm blessed to be a part of this. I think the group and the whole has helped me more in the last several months that I've been involved than any type of medication or other therapy. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Amen, man. Amen. Connecting with others that are going through similar shit. Yeah. I, I, it saved my ass. And it's one of the reasons actually I was able to get this up and going. I was freaking out. I reached out to the Epilepsy Foundation. I was like, what's going on? Now, this isn't part of Epilepsy Foundation. This is my own thing. Right. Yeah. Because we can say fuck and shit <laughs> and other curse words. Should guys, our you nature. Guys can. I can't. But... I know. I know. But, uh, you know, and, <laughs> I'm trying. It's about being real. Exactly. And not allowing somebody's feelings to be hurt because we're just being who we are. Some people like to curse. Some people don't like to curse. I represent an organization, so I choose to be the best role model I can be for them. But there's nothing wrong with that. That's what Amen, makes brother. America great. Amen. You can yep. not get hung for cursing on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My God, if we could all just be in the same mindset and paradigm as the 70s because nobody gave a shit in this it was just like woo disco led zeppelin party no you could bring you could bring disco back my guy okay jacob you and i are like commenting on shit that neither of us really know much about yeah i was like four five years old or something what? In the 70s. Yeah, I was born in 72. So we got, we got like 30 seconds left, but okay, make me right. feel like the old man. You got it. Ladies and oh God, I love you guys. Uh thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, random Fuster Cluckery, actually, with Mitch Lowe, Jacob Coombs, and Yours dearly. Drive fast, take chances, unexpect the expected, and don't forget, it's all in your head. Be good to yourselves. This is to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much. Seizure Salad Fuster Cluck Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. Original logo and graphic designed by Alba Lopez. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky, and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever blows your hair back. Just keep listening and join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, remember to unexpect the expected. It's all in your head. Take a minute to the whip and then I'm gonna mash on gas. Cause I'll be crashing that impasse with that ass syntax. Skinny motherfucker off a bucket of slim fast.